Welcome to JD Japan, a Japanese podcast from me, JD-san in Japan, and today I'm going to talk about freelancing in Japan. For the past two months, I've been trying to do freelance work in Japan while looking for one of those amazing jobs that Japan could offer, but finding those jobs take time, right? You gotta put the research in, you gotta search around, you gotta go through interviews for a lot of companies. But today we're going to talk about the freelance side, like I'm trying to sustain my life, sustain my living through freelance. How is that going? What are some advice to do it? What are the pros and cons and what it's actually like to be freelancer in Japan? What is the ratio of freelance in Japan? And a little bit more in today's episode of Jeju Japan. situation in Japan. Are there a lot of jobs? Is it quite hard here? And it seems to be like, compared to America, there's obviously less freelance work in Japan than other countries, with one of the recent reports from last year being only about 15% when compared to America, it's about 35 So the freelance options seem quite less. But this year, it's actually been seen that it's actually increased by a good five percent as we see a lot of like google trends from this year like especially around christmas and the january time like just spiked for freelance and if you've been in japan you may have noticed there's been a lot of like changing job adverts like change your job much more adverts for these freelance agents what may have been affected but one thing you also noticed the majority of freelancers in japan actually full-time employees. They're actually already full-time employed, but they're doing freelance work on the side. This is about around 30 to 40 percent. Like, side jobs. In Japan, fukuyo. In Japanese, yeah, fukuyo in Japanese. But a lot of jobs and companies actually ban this. They don't want you working on the side. They want you spending all your time on the, your main job, right? They don't want you slacking off, like trying to make money elsewhere, like, oh, you could not be a slave to the company anymore. Taihen! But now, Japanese is a bit more modernized in a way, some of the thinking of the companies, and they're lifting the ban on, well, site jobs. This is probably what we've seen the increase from, with the vast majority of freelance work in Japan. And though we see a lot of the agents, they offer like extremely high paying jobs, like you can get over a hundred thousand pounds a year, like these are the top Python developers. It seems the majority of the freelance jobs are actually in the sort of lower end, the same as the sort of normal company jobs, around say 20,000 to 40,000 dollars a year. What's well, not too bad, and it's the same about the average salaryman salary. And we only see about well, about five to less than five percent hitting those top paying jobs, like those from eighty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a year jobs, because they're in the sort of consulting level, 
like those high-level skilled employees. And we see most of the actual freelancers in Japan being above the age of 30. Like you already have a job experience, they've already got skills, they can bring small stuff to the company, and especially for consulting firms, you can make a lot of money doing that. So now I get to all my experience so far. So I left my job three months ago, and I've been starting fully operating, trying to do freelance in Japan for about two months. And while it's going, ah, I'm able to sustain rent. So in two months, I've started actually earning for my own skills, quite nice, but not as much as I was before. Because most of my jobs I'm getting now are the small requests, like the things you can do in a week. Like, they're a bit lower paid, and they're not the sort of long one-month, three-month contracts what a lot of these agent sites are uploading. Why is this? I think maybe because, well, I'm a foreigner in Japan, and there is sort of a trust issue I've seen, especially when I've been talking to agents who do the freelancing work with foreigners in freelance work. Why? Because one foreigner is bad, that means all foreigners are bad in the eyes of certain companies. Yes. So if you've been in Japan and want to search for a house, you may find this come to issue, like you're running an apartment and certain landlords will just say no because you're a foreigner. Not actually due to racism or anything, it's actually due to certain foreigners in China and other countries just terminate their contract by just going home. They stop paying rent, they just go home without terminating their contract or informing anyone. So the landlords that they're like, uh, what do I do? I have this house full of stuff and no one's in it. They just leave and don't come back. So this actually happened quite a lot. So now, if you want to find apartment rent, can be some issues in Japan. And a similar thing has seemed to happen with freelance work. Like when I signed up to one agent, they literally spent like 20 minutes like scoldering me about don't leave the job, don't leave home. I'm like, yeah, this is totally stuff I understand. Like, you need to be freelance, you gotta do a good stand-up service. I'm like, agreeing them at every point, but he was like, keep on going. I'm just like, oh my God, this guy, please stop. Like, do you have work or not? Like, I know. And the other issue is probably I have, well, I don't have the JLP exam. My Japanese is probably above the JLP exam in certain areas, but as you don't have the paper, because last year it was, postponed twice and I've only taken it a week ago and it was fine but I've got to wait in that uh, I think another two three months to actually get the results back so I can't prove it to the companies on paper that I am extremely fluent in the Japanese you get into the interview they'll understand like well this guy can do Japanese but for the majority of Japanese people they don't really think foreigners can speak Japanese like if you don't have that proof on paper they were just going to say no. What's one barrier? And being the line of work I'm applying to is more data science, more high level like AI work that requires a high level of Japanese. And if they don't, if you're not already famous, you're not already known, it's going to be quite hard because networking here matters. And if you don't have a network already, a clientele, or people who know your existence, it can be quite difficult, like, I think that's because me at the moment, I was in my company and all my work was secretive. I couldn't really use it for a proposal or say, make my portfolio out of, because it's company information and you can't leak that because it's going to leak the secrets of the company, what's just 
copied stuff from abroad, but you know. And another issue I find, well, kind of annoyance, is agents in Japan. There's tons of freelance agents in Japan, like a surprisingly amount. But you find you apply for jobs, and you're like, oh, you got an interview, and it's just another agent. And it's like, what? But I applied for the job. Like, you're gonna like go through with that? And I'm like, oh, we recommend you some other ones. I'm like, but what about the one I applied to? They're like, hmm. I mean, it's very vague, and you get passed around. It's a bit like past the parcel. So it can be a little bit annoying because you just want to go direct. Like getting direct to the company is probably the best way. That's why if you need to be freelance in Japan, like building that network, building that sort of fame that you are a freelancer and you can do this and that is needed. That's one thing I'm trying to put together now. Start a little YouTube channel, start a more tech blog. I'm doing the YouTube with Japan, but it seems more work stuff. Well, I gotta get more techy, right? So, now I'm gonna recommend some ones actually been quite successful for me in places that I've actually got jobs from. And that has to be Lancer. Lancer.jp is similar to people by the hour. You have your own profile, you can put up your own jobs, and you can also search for jobs. Like people put proposals up, can you do this and that, like, and apply for them. What I like about this is, well, you can go direct to the customers. You can go direct the people for jobs and it cuts out that middleman a bit what can be a painful, especially when you start and you don't really have your portfolio set up they can just directly contact people and getting that direct human interaction is pretty good and Lancer also offers more long term jobs as well they have other services, they have Lancer's ProSheet and Lancer Agency what can help you out with more long term jobs and through these I've actually had some interviews with certain jobs, never been the ones that haven't been successful sadly, but it's good so obviously you actually get to the interview stage as a foreigner, as most of them would just be like step you aside and be like, no, you can't do that. And another one I found was which had quite a few interviews recently for like freelance jobs and well changing job opportunities is dossyjobs.jp. And again, Dossy Jobs allows you to actually get in touch with these companies directly. As it's just basically a message board for companies to put a job offer and people apply for them. It makes it easier for the company and it makes it easier for you because you get that direct contact. And that direct contact is key. Because it just cuts that middleman. It cuts a waiting point. Like if you've got to wait to the agent to do something and the agent's busy, they got a lot of things to do, though I still wonder how these agents make money. Because some of them are like, no, we don't take a cut at all. I'm like, where? How do you make money <laughs> if you're not taking a cut? Though, as I said, like taking cuts of your wages, Lance does take quite a bit. Like it can be like 10 to 20% sometimes. But you put that when you do your contract, like you want this amount, and Lance will add their amount on top of it. But the issue for me and Lance right now, well, data science, sort of AI jobs, quite scarce. The majority of jobs here, like video editing, if you want to be a designer, there's quite a lot of competitions as well. But for like longer term specialist AI stuff, hmm, there's only about four or five. Positions at a time, really, I've been noticing. But 
that's kind of more than some of the other sites. Like some of the other sites they post adverts on, but are actually old. They have the old adverts for jobs, and it's like, we have all these job opportunities. Look, we have over a thousand, when they actually only have about, well, a hundred. And depending on what's the language you want in case, in my case is Python, they probably only have around five to 10. And they're put up like saying, we have all these high paying jobs, but then you get into the interview and this is a little bit lower depending on your skills. And like we said before, only the people get the top paying jobs. These are the people at consultant level. Like you've been doing this profession for a long time. So if you come to Japan with that skill set, you probably have a better opportunity. And now I'm gonna say probably people who probably have more success than I am at the moment at doing freelance is mainly people in web design. There are a lot of jobs for web designers in JavaScript, Ruby, and now for Swift popping up. And not for Go language. Especially for the tech thing, a lot of Japan, they're like, oh, we must do everything in Go, because it's so much faster, because people's systems, they haven't solved their system problems, and they're just like, just put it in Go. It's gonna go faster. Like that's the sort of way of thinking that's come in. And for Amazon web servers, there's a lot of positions around. So if you have those skills, you may have a better opportunity than me at the moment for finding freelance work in Japan. And if you are you're already in Japan, you could do that. But I would say start off doing it as a side job. And if it works out well, move into full time. As in my case, I was like, let's go all out. As my job wasn't going too well previously, and I needed a little escape, so I went into freelance to sort of find my roots, find what sort of jobs I actually want to do. And though it's been a really good experience, my sort of original thoughts that it's been much easier were kind of destroyed in the last few months. Like, yeah, this is going to take time. This isn't something you can just get a job overnight and become a super amazing freelancer because the people with these big freelance portfolios with good old jobs, they've been doing this for a long time. It's like anything. If you want to do YouTube, you want to be a good podcaster, you want to be a make a famous blog, they've been doing it for years already. Like, you're just starting out. Like, you hear stories of people like, oh, I just started out, I got like a 10K job in a month. Like, woo, I'm like, that's only like 1%. That's the 1K percent success story, and everyone's like, oh my god, it goes super popular on Twitter and YouTube, and they're like, that guy is amazing, it must be for everyone. Well, no. Like I said, there's sort of people with the top one, the top 5%. If you don't already have those skills that what that company's looking for, it's going to be harder. So we're going to end there. And I hope this has been a little bit informative about some information about freelance in Japan and my current experiences. And if you have any questions about working in Japan, what it's like, visa stuff, how to find jobs, I'm going to do another episode on me also trying to find work in Japan because while doing freelancers I'm looking for other jobs so what is the best place to look what are the best place to do what are some advice to actually getting jobs in Japan I'm looking for jobs because well one of the main ones I'm to say right now is Japanese if you don't have a JLPT exam certificate it can be quite hard to find jobs so we're just gonna say that one now but if you have any other questions please let me know or if you're Japanese and doing freelancers you got any advice well that'd be great <laughs> right now so let me know and we can make a little community around working in Japan at JJ Japan on Facebook 
We got a WordPress, a JJ Japan podcast. We have a YouTube, JJ Japan Experience. There's a Twitter, JJ San, and my email address. So you can just hit me up with any questions, anything you're interested in, anything else you want to know about Japan. Let me know, and we can make this personalized experience for you guys. So as always, Saigamaru, kitte kurete, hontori arigatou gozaimashita. Jiyane.